Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The following is a paid program. The views or claims made are not necessarily those of WILK staff, management, or sponsors. It's time for Laurie and Lynn. Local talk to start your weekend right. And now, Laurie and Lynn on WILK. Good morning. Good morning. How are you today? Just wonderful on this beautiful three days in a row. Well, it's beautiful, I guess. I don't like it. Well, it's hot. I can't. But it yeah, gets, it's hot. Well, they say, you know, northeastern Pennsylvania, we talk about this goes right from winter to summer. That's exactly the what spring. I was say. But next Forget week spring. looks very promising for spring weather. So oh, I hope we'll be so. okay. And it'll it'll start changing soon. I love the sun. People are out. Um, it feels good in the morning. I just love the whole thought of it until it starts getting hucky, yucky. Hucky, I was going to say. Well, that's <laughs> hot and yucky is hucky. <laughs> well, that's a good one. Thank you. you? A new yeah. Term. Yeah, well. So, um, other than that, it's all good. So, last night, May, because we tape on Thursday, you're listening to us on Saturday, um, because I still have people say, I try to call there and no one answers about, I can't get on. Um, so, May 2nd was the, the roast of Lackawanna County recorder of deeds Evelyn Rafalco McNulty and it was hysterical. I'm sure it was. So she had her brother-in-law Joe McNulty. Uh She had Tracy Doherty, Tracy Diskin Doherty, who's the deputy register of wills. She had Kurt Linett, who is a an attorney with Brian Callian Associates, and Father Sika, who is the senior judge at Father Sika. Father Sika. Judge. (laughs) There were so many judges. Father Sika, the the senior priest, or as I call them, the priest to the stars at ICC. Oh, okay. They roasted IMC'd, and they were, every one of them were wonderful. Hysterically funny, a little, as Deb Peterson said, slightly irreverent, but that's okay. And that was good because that made for good laughter. Well, that's Evie, too. Yes, that's how she is. (laughs) Right. So it was fun. We had a great time. It was a great turnout. Kiwanis, um, I'm sure the Kiwanis Club of Scranton did well, and they roast some unfortunate SOB every year, you Uh, know, and I said six years ago, Lynn, six years ago. That was six years? Yes, April 12th, 2012. Uh Wow. I know. I would never have said that. Yes. I would say maybe four. No, six. Six years ago, you were the roastee. Yes. And so we had a lot of fun, and it was at the Radisson, and... Of course, the Radisson staff always does a great job. Jack Martin and Eddie Klonicky were doing the DJing, and um, it was a nice time. We had a lot of fun. I think Abby was very... They got her, but good. I mean, they burned her. 
not just roasted, they burned her. But she but took it all okay? on the chin. Oh, yeah. she. Well, she was sitting there making faces. She's going, that's a lie. That's a lie. <laughs> she, you know, because they lied in many ways. Uh, yeah. Not bad. But, you yeah. know, I said, you know, that old line that this, the facts are true, the names have been changed to protect the innocent. Well, the reverse is <laughs> true. Um, Did someone record it? No, it wasn't oh, recorded. Oh, what a shame. Yeah, well, it was, this time it wasn't. Okay. But it was a lot of fun. So, well, that's good. I got um, something on Facebook. I think it was earlier this week uh, from Evie reminding everyone um, that this was coming up. Uh-huh. And hoping that a lot of people would come and support. It's the Kiwanis, right? Kiwanis Club of Scranton, yes. Yep. And that she was looking forward to it. And anybody who had any previous gripes against her was going to have an opportunity to get well out. not anybody but yeah yeah it was fun it was she did it she was and she herself as um deb dud um julie jordan said to me if she weren't a politician she could be a stand-up comic because she was oh, hysterically absolutely. funny it was it really was great i have so. said that all the time every time i watch her especially when she does the stuff for the uh the Women's Society for the... Oh, thing. when she emcees it, she's oh, as funny as can I, be. I can't... I just can't stop yeah. laughing. Mm -hmm. She's just hysterical. Talking about... And this was on, so it was funny. Just her and her, you know, different things that she did and... <laughs> underwear and bra um, situations and um, yeah, just funny. Lord. Yeah, funny. <laughs> so we had a lot of laughs. How long was it? Along, it was long because there were yes. four roasters and everything else, and video, video. Bill Nellis, God bless him, who was Mr. Kiwanis, passed away this week, and so um, they did a little tribute to him. And he was a great guy. He was the postmaster in Scranton, mm -hmm. and that. a delightful guy. Um, and he first time he wasn't there, so it was kind of sad. The beginning part was sad for them, but he was there in spirit. So it was. Um, it was fun. We had a lot of fun. So congratulations to Evelyn Rafelko McNulty. Her mother was there. It was her mother's birthday. Oh, really? So we sang happy birthday to Nancy Rafalco, who is a doll. I love her. And to all of the roasters, great job. Mm -hmm. So good time. <clears throat> so what did you do? Oh, I was um, in Houston, Texas. Um, oh, that's right. You just yeah. got back like last right. night or something, yeah. weren't you? Yeah. Didn't you? What, what did you have to go there for? Um, I didn't have to. I chose to go to see this uh, conference that was done by the Financial Advisor magazine. I'm not sure why they picked Houston. Yeah, I'm like, whatever. They did. And Do you like Texas? Uh, that was the first time I was actually really there and not just in the airport on yeah, my way to something. Yeah, didn't something happen to you? You got it, the can it was canceled and you ended up in a airport there and you had to stay no, over. that was where a, was that? That was something else. I don't okay, remember. I thought that was Texas. I purposely get rid of those things. Oh, all right. They're out of your mind now. Yeah. So, no, I um I went on Sunday and I came back on Tuesday night. Uh, we flew into Wavoka at midnight. And how did Patrick A do? He did really well. Good. Yeah, he did really well. So it was a great, great time. I really enjoyed it. I was in downtown Houston, and then I went with some friends. I met a friend of mine who was actually in Galveston, which is an hour south of Houston. 
so he drove in and met me and took me to dinner with two people he works with and we went to a, a Turkish restaurant in Houston and I had never really had Turkish food before and I had this um, suspicion that it was going to be all this spicy stuff and that I wouldn't be able to eat most of it so I was not really that excited about going but when I got there and the other two guys joined us the one guy is from Turkey so he knew everything that was there I told him what I liked and didn't like and he just kept ordering things it was a it was a feast Jeez. we just had a great time and every single thing I could eat I had to move the onions or the garlic out of it but uh, I ate everything and it was really really good and the thing that was most amazing was a dessert I'd never seen in my life and it was one of those that there was no description for it it wasn't anywhere on a menu it was something that this chef puts together the guy is also from Turkey I don't even know what I could tell you it is, but there was a lot of butter on it. It, it came out <laughs> like a big round pancake that was browned on both sides. And it was uh, not a pancake, but it was kind of like, uh, he said it was whole wheat um, something. I forget what it was. Oh, that would have been great and for it, me. It, wink, wink. Yeah. Just kidding. But it was <laughs> it filled inside with a kind of a cheese that was the consistency of mozzarella so that it would stringy stuff mm -hmm. but it was sweet and uh, they just serve that with um coffee pistachios on oh top. yum and that was it was absolutely wonderful it was so rich though you grill i couldn't even finish it it was a small wedge but the food was great and then they brought tea at the end which i thought was wonderful and they brought them in these little carafes and everybody got one on a silver platter a little round silver disc and the deal was that the tea was poured three quarters of the way up and the top part of it it's all glass is where you were supposed to put your hands around there was no cup holder so you had to pick up the glass and bring it to your mouth so the top part of it somehow or other stayed cool even though there was hot tea in it but it was absolutely perfect I just I could have had more tea forever and then we talked about the fact that Turkish coffee is one of the strongest in the world. And was it? I nobody at the oh, table you don't had it. it. Yeah. And I said that's good because at that point, you know, it's an hour earlier Difference, there yeah. than it is here. So they were all complaining that at ten o'clock at night, if they had the coffee, they could not be, sleep because it'd be eleven on be their 11 body clock. Time. Yeah, my time. So anyway, um, well, I, weren't any? Oh, they were all from Texas. The, the other people two, you no, were with? the other guy, um, his name was Jimmy Allen, definitely a guy from Texas. And the other one is a friend of mine who was from here who actually moved to Galveston for, for Okay, a job. so they're both in Texas. They're I was just thinking of the time di di difference. Yeah, okay, Three of them cool. are in Texas. They all work with a, a bank that's called Moody's, and it's uh, owned by a family. Um, Mr. Moody and Mrs. Moody, I guess, are multi-millionaires, and they've established trust companies and banks and all kinds of things. So that's where he is, and it was really, I liked it. I thought it was a nice town. The only thing that disturbed me about it was the, the number of um, homeless people that were on the streets, and it was uncomfortable to walk. It's all, of course, flat, but 
you know, walking from one place to the other, I decided I wanted to go for a walk because I had some time to kill between some of these sessions. So I just thought, I'm going to walk around and just see Houston. I've never been here, so let me see it from ground level. So I walked all around long blocks. There's an incredible amount of construction that goes on there. Just phenomenal. And I kept running into these people that would say, have you changed, ma'am? And I was just floored by the fact that the city, as wealthy as it is, and it really is a very wealthy town, um, had not dealt with that issue. And what concerned me most was to see this one guy. They, they kind of, they all know each other. They have their corners. They have their territories. But this one guy was in a, um, a wheelchair, and he had one leg. And, of course, it was in the upper 70s, and he was wearing a hospital gown on top. And I thought, well, how did that happen? Did they just kick him out, or did he just voluntarily leave? Whatever it is, it's not good. But other than that, um, I enjoyed it. I really did. A lot of a lot of parks. Um, they have a huge aquarium downtown, and of course, the Houston Astros were playing the New York Yankees while I was there, and there were Yankee fans, and there were also Astros fans. So that was a highly contested event, but it worked out well. So it was fun. Um, I liked the airport. I thought it was laid out really well, and no problems getting in and out, went to Charlotte, Charlotte to Avoca. And I love Charlotte because I love all the, the big, tall, ladder-back uh, rocking chairs that are all throughout Oh, is the that whole what they thing. have? Yes. Okay. And it's just very comforting to, to do that. I don't think I've ever been there. in that airport. It's really neat. Mm-hmm. So that was my experience. It was fun. The topic of invest in women was, uh, it was really, really wonderful to see of the maybe 250, 300 people that were there, they were mostly women who were advisors, which is a very odd thing because mostly it's men. It's men, mm-hmm. and it's less than 20 percent. Well, of maybe because advisors. that was the name of the the, sem, the seminar. It was more women. Well, I think it was women because women knew about how to work with women but i think a lot of men were there kind of like because they wanted about to know how to work with, with women right so that they want to get smart, a little, they're the smart ones yeah, yeah. little inside information well, i'm glad but you had a good time when we when we come back i'll talk to you about the two um keynote speakers that i listened to okay they were really pretty interesting all right we're going to take a quick break you're listening this morning to laurie and lynn show and we will be right back here's laurie and lynn good morning Good morning. My name is Lynn Evans. I am the, what am I? I'm a manager <laughs> of some sort. Um, for <laughs> My brain is fried. Um, I am the managing director, That there it is, of Women of Substance, LLC, which is a financial planning firm specifically designed for the needs of baby boomer women. And I'm also the host of a podcast called Power of the Purse, and that's available on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play, and a bunch of other places, too. And I'm Laurie Cadney, owner of Laurie Cadney Enterprises, which is a fundraising PR and special event business. And I have to tell you, too, before you talk about those two keynotes, we also had Evening of Fine Food and Wine last week. Oh, too. yes, you did. And, um, I saw that in Sunday. the newspaper. It was very, 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 very well attended, very 
wonderful event as always and um they sold out which Good. was great Yay. and everybody was very happy so thanks to everybody for that because it was it was a little bit of a cool day so it was kind of nice to be um there because sometimes um it's hot and yeah. you're some people think, oh, I could be outside. So it's good that it was kind of was the perfect day for that. What was it like on Sunday? It was like rainy and not rainy, but dreary and cold, cold, cold. It was cold. Okay. I mean, just not a, a nice spring day. So it actually worked out perfectly. I think it was like 40, 43 or something. That's nice. Can't remember exactly. I, would, I think yucky. of that when I think of going up into those rooms in, um, you, where you went to the different spots yeah. to get stuff and thinking if it was really hot it'd be awfully uncomfortable to be in some of those rooms yeah well there's air now on the fourth floor um yeah. there's no air on the second floor where the other two rooms are but there's on the third and then are on the um second or in the fourth floor and then on the lower level um but it was so it, for for that it worked out great which Good. is why they do it in in because at that time of the year because it really isn't ever too too warm but sometimes mm -hmm. it can get it is warmer than usual and with all the people with the body heat it gets um hot but it was perfect so, so it was sold out yes yay they were very happy that's so. good yay yay and how is Ann Cadnar in? Ann Cadnar in is good. I was just with her on Tommy um, is in for this week. And Sean is home today for a couple days because their great-grandfather, um, Chief Justice Mike Egan, is being um, a, a court courtroom in the courthouse is being named after, dedicated in his honor tomorrow. And th so they're both in for that ceremony That's so i'm nice. happy about that so we were out tuesday night at savory Maza, the one that we never go to anymore so i told al al the reason why and i told him sean and i have celiac i love your rice but it has pasta in it i love your hummus but i can't eat the bread so we were he said we could do so i got a big fatouche salad which i love minus the crumbled bread on top okay. and got some chickpeas and olives and it was so the chickpeas were my protein and it was great so um was no, good we, to be there we have not been there no moments. and tommy wanted to go because he hadn't been yeah. so that's where ann cadnar and barbara uh tommy meyer eddie d'agostino and i the six of us went we had a great time and ran into one of my children's teacher their latin teacher mrs onda she and her husband were having dinner and coincidentally we arrived at the same time so it was very nice to see her and my kids are very close to her so it was it was neat that's great that's nice yeah so we had a good time in west side yeah i'm just gonna say west side yeah so how about your speakers you had two well two of them and the real reason when you asked me before about why was i going why did i why did I need to go? I didn't need to go. The only reason I wanted to go to that particular event was because there were two women there who were speaking that I wanted to be on my podcast. Oh, oh that's right. You and said I that. I knew okay. that I might have a chance one-on-one -on -one to be able to talk to them. And that's better than having to go through the channels, you know, of the people say it's a lovely idea, but... So the first one was um, Sally. Oh my gosh. Jesse Raphael. No, Sally Krawcheck. 
And <laughs> Sally, yeah, I don't even know what happened to her. She's I know. Oh, well, she's around. She was on. She was on the Today Show a while ago because they were like, "Where are they now?" Oh, she's, yeah. I think she's eighty or something. She's anyway. Wow. Well, she still still have the red glasses. Yeah, she had glasses. I don't know if yeah. they were red, but okay. Um, Sally Krawcheck was a woman who spoke, and I and I envied her her speaking ability because she had no notes in front of her. And she actually stood up and just addressed everything to everybody sitting there. And, you know, no holes barred. She talked about everything that happened. And I remember having read something that Sally wrote that was out there in the media about an instance when this Me Too thing came out Uh of something that happened to her that was just totally ridiculous. And she didn't mention that one in her presentation, but she mentioned another one. And she keeps saying things like, I can't mention his name, but you would all know him because he's a very high-profile person in the news media or something like that. And we're all, of course, everybody's thinking, who would that be? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But for all the right reasons, she couldn't say anything. But she went on about um, just the comments that are made to her all the time by men, even though she is senior vice president and has made a huge name for herself and is very successful. She's designed, uh, I think I mentioned to you once before that she created this group called 86 Broads. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Okay, so 86 Broads then morphed into Elevate. And Elevate is the name of the networking organization that she's created. It really came out of the fact that all these women from, I think it was Goldman Sachs, um, decided that they needed to keep in touch with each other and let each other know if there were opportunities for them to continue because they were all highly paid and that the higher up you go on the ladder, the harder it is to find something at your level. So that's how it started, and then it branched into this thing of it's international. And out of that, she created two things. She created a mutual fund that was designed to be the whole theme of this thing was socially um, responsible investing so that the stuff that goes into the funds are companies that have passed certain criteria that they have a certain number of women on the board of directors. They have uh, promoted women. Um, Women are in a certain percentage of their uh, senior level employees that they don't invest in companies that invest in, um, I guess it's just uh, socially acceptable things like, I would say, um, uh, tobacco use, alcohol, things like that, that they have all of that put together and they put throw all that into some big chunky thing and it spits out companies that qualify for Mm -hmm. this. So those are the ones that they keep in the fund. And then from that, she also realized that she said something I I found to be extremely... um, smack me in the face kind of thing that I said oh I think you may be right on this but she said you know she realizes that women really don't want to know about money any more than men want to know about money they want somebody to take care of it for them because they just they need to find somebody to trust to do this and she said if you think they're going to sit back and they're going to actually 
take a course and learn about, <clears throat> excuse me, learn about money. They're not. They won't. They just want you to do something about it. So she started this thing called Elevest, which is what I would define as a robo-advisor, meaning that you make a phone call to um, a toll-free number and somebody answers the phone and walks you through what are your goals, what are your objectives, and then they package something that fits together for you for where you are. But there are no minimums. So if somebody, like she said, somebody the other day sent her an email and asked if she could invest a penny, she said, I don't think so. Yeah, <laughs> really, come on. But you actually, you the, the cost to do this is significantly less than most financial planning firms charge. Mm -hmm. But you don't get the financial planning firm or any of the um, advisory kind of stuff with this. So she started that and it has grown tremendously. She's had big backers that have come in behind it. And I often, I wanted to ask her the question, you know, what are you, um, who is it that funded you? And how much money did it cost to put this all together? Now I'm sure it's millions, millions and millions and millions. Um, but she did it and it's been growing very well so that's the stature of the woman that i'm talking about and she still tells us about things where she goes into these meetings and people ask her if she would take notes or <laughs> she would get the coffee <laughs> I mean, stupid things like that but does she ever take the notes no, she won't. Kidding. I she won't. And and it's just that, that's the point is that that's who she is. And people still want her to be cast into this role of what they think women are supposed to be. But the good point was right before she went on, um, I walked into the room and I see that they were miking her up. And I just Mike said, me up, baby. yeah, and I just said to Sally, my name is Lynn Evans. I said, I've been trying to get to you. I said, a long time ago, when you started 86 Broads, you and I talked about what the advantages would be for me to join, and I did. I said, Sally, I would like you to be on my podcast called Power of the Purse. It's all about women and money. She said, well, it sounds very interesting to me. She said, here's what I want you to do. Go to the website and go through the press room and send it to me. And she said, then I'll get it. I said, fine. So I walked away and said, Okay, mission accomplished. <laughs> and did you send it? I didn't do it yet, no, because I have, I didn't get home until oh, okay, yesterday yes, or whatever it was. So the other one was a woman named Kate Healy, who is was on the panel, but I didn't stay long enough for her because I would have missed a flight. So I will get some other ways to get to Kate Healy. But Kate Healy is the um, marketing manager for TD Ameritrade. Oh, cool. So... And she's talking about how important it is to be with women and talk to women and get women involved and support women businesses and blah, blah, blah. So I said, all right, I'm going to test this girl, see how much you're going to do. So I met a lot of people, went to that wonderful Turkish restaurant. And scored your two peeps. I did. So you had a little Turkish delight. Yes. <laughs> uh, Remember that candy? Yes, I do. People I love I never really, it. yeah, I, I never, never really. I wonder if they had any of that at the Turkish restaurant. Uh, they may. They, that's the kind they, of, you know how that was kind of a stringy thing that the 
It is? The Turkish no, Delight. I thought it's like gummy and you it has powdered sugar on the outside oh, of well, it. I'm, I'm yeah, of yeah, yeah. You're then. thinking of taffy, I think, aren't you? Well, that's kind of what it was like. No, this, oh, I don't. No, 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 not Turkish oh, Delight. Okay, I'm this talking stuff. about this, this cheese okay. was kind of like taffy. I think that's but Turkish was Delight. was like a gummy you square bite into with oh, like powdered sugar. I'm going to have to look it up us. on Google. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I want to tell you too that Mr. Sean Cadden Foley has ex has decided on his law school. So, wait a minute. Yeah. Well, it is it is Yale right. Law School. <laughs> now, as we know, he's been accepted to Yale, Stanford, Harvard, University of Chicago, University of Michigan, Penn, NYU, Duke, and Georgetown. Okay. And he has decided last week he had to have it in by Tuesday and he decided over last weekend that it was going to be Yale because everybody who to saw him told him said when you get into Yale you do not refuse and Yale's the, Yale, Yale is the number one law school two is Stanford three is Harvard so they they're like ah Sean picking between Harvard and Yale but he went with Yale because you don't turn it down. So he and okay. he liked New Haven. It's okay. he likes the town. So mm -hmm. he's very happy. He's finally made his decision. And Good I was I was with at Evening of Fine Food and Wine. I was with Maury and Sandra Myers, and I told Maury about the time that Sean's friend's mother sent an invitation to his to him oh. to me <laughs> that said Laurie Cadden and Mr. Maury Myers. I said that was the best mm -hmm. date you had, Maury, and we were laughing about it. <laughs> and I said, and I just want to let you know this you're a Yale law school grad Sean is going to Yale and he's like oh my god what an accomplishment blah 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 I want to meet that young man mm -hmm. I and talk to Bill Scranton who graduated from Yale undergrad just to get a feel and these guys were like this is wonderful so congratulations to my baby boy he's going yay, to Yale Sean. so yay so anyway we're going to take a quick break you're listening to the Laurie and Lynn show we'll be right back here's Laurie and Lynn Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to The Laurie and Lynn Show. I'm Laurie Cadden, and I am the owner of Laurie Cadden Enterprises, which is a fundraising PR and special event business. And I am Lynn Evans, and I am the managing director of um, Women of Substance, LLC, which is um, a financial planning firm specifically for the needs of baby boomer women. I'm also the host of a podcast called Power of the Purse. It's available on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play, and a few other places. And joining us today is our guest expert, Miss Nisha Aurora, who was, was mysteriously quiet, except when she laughed when I said Sally Jesse Raphael before. <laughs> Nisha is the general counsel for is general counsel for ERA One Source Realty. ERA has around a hundred or so agents in ten counties and seven offices. Nisha is housed in the main office on uh, at four twenty Northern Bullet two thirty four twenty. What are you thinking? <laughs> <laughs> Somebody, 420 is the cultural center address, North Washington. Okay. Well, Three, what is it? somewhere 230, else. 230, 230, North. Northern Boulevard. Yeah. And, um... <laughs> Which looks beautiful, by the way, Nisha. Every time yeah. I better get in there and check it out. Landscaping's coming next. It so. looks great. Um, we got some awnings recently, which is pretty cool. Mm -hmm. So I feel really fancy when I go to work every day. And Lynn Evans is housed in there now, too, may we add. Mm -hmm. um, so N N Lynn gets to see the niche and Sunita when she's around and other, other people bopping in and out. Right, Lynn? Yeah, when they're around, you know. Well, that's <laughs> if you're sitting at your desk too much, Nisha, you're not doing your job. Right. right? That's, That's how it works say. in that business. Yep. 
so Nish, what we Lynn sent you an email I saw last week or early this week, and she suggested a. I couldn't open that, just so you know. I think I responded back to you. You did. Um, I don't know what happened, but it wouldn't open. And Nisha goes, "Sounds like a good idea." So, do you guys want to say what it was? Yeah. Um. So Lynn found this really good article on grow.acorns.com, which is um basically like a money management website about um five things not to do when you're purchasing a home okay. by a couple who did them all. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so that's how that's they know true. not to, right? Yeah. I love it. So um, basically the selling season is really picked up and homes in the Abingtons are flying, especially the Abingtons, but everywhere else there's like a big shortage of inventory. So these are some good tips to think about if you're in the market to buy a home because you are going to be kind of under the gun to put an offer in quickly just because of the speed of the houses that are priced right and um, kind of the ones that are sort of ready to go, you know, like wallpaper taken down, already repainted, all those things. So we had a house go under contract that Sunita listed um, and went under contract in less than 24 hours. Wow, So great. it was 20 hours for that one. Um, people were obsessed with the house in another neighborhood. They didn't believe me that it went pending in two days because they wanted to go see it. Um, so yeah, pretty fast, but... Uh, the number one mistake that this article references is not shopping around for a real estate agent, um, which I would say is probably a large mistake because I think that uh, the statistic I read this morning was that 60% of people choose the first agent that they interview. And when you think about it, you're really putting a lot of trust in that person and to be fair, it's not like you have to go through a lot of schooling to become a realtor. Uh, most of the learning is kind of optional and it's basically certifications that each individual realtor chooses to take. So at our company, we do a lot of company trainings to make sure that the realtors you choose are educated and able to kind of guide you through the process in the best way possible. Um, but you should, you know, like you wouldn't go to the first doctor you saw online or the first housekeeper you found or I don't know I feel like everyone reads reviews and interviews everyone but more than half of people just pick the first realtor they see online so and that's, yeah, that's a good point that's what thing that, that they mentioned in this article this couple that made all these mm -hmm. mistakes they hired the first one they saw an ad for in the newspaper and, and her response was, we should have looked for one who'd lived and worked in the community for a long time and had great recommendations but I agree with you that most people um if they're not savvy about how do you go look for those things, like yeah. you get reviews or whatever it is, that's what they do. They just pick the first one, and I think that's so silly. And oh my God. I think part of being a good realtor is kind of being engaged in the community, too. Yeah. And some of that comes with, a, like, a breadth of time in the career and, uh, you know, being uh, familiar with the local market. So... Because I, I use our company as an example, like we do have kind of a global outlook, but we're locally born and bred. So we, you kind of have the in on the, you know, your ear to the ground. So maybe there's a house that's not listed yet, but someone might want to sell it um, that, you know, would fit your needs perfectly. It's good to have an agent who sort of is able to think outside the box and kind of get you what you're looking for, not just sends you emails of what they find on the MLS because you can look up <laughs> can that, that stuff yourself. yourself. Yes, exactly. Well, I don't, I find it really hard to believe that there isn't somebody 
who is listing, looking to buy unless they're brand new in an area and they don't know anyone that doesn't know somebody who knows somebody who sells real estate. Do you, don't you? Well, you know what I, I mean? I, I just, that's, yeah, I think when they think about it, but what I tell our agents too is make sure you tell your sphere of influence at least remind them every month or so that you're a realtor because it doesn't always pop to the top of everyone's head. Like when you think about it, if someone thinks about you, Lori, they might not automatically remember that you also have your real estate license. No because one you does. Do, right, because you do so many other things. Right. And with 30 me, years, by the way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, with me, I've had my real estate license for a lot. Of, I got it my first year of law school. So um, that would have been 2004. So 14 years. Yeah. yeah. But no one knows that I am have a real estate license, too. They That's just right. They think of your mom. Uh, they still think of me as roaming around the courthouse being a law clerk, mm -hmm. too, half the time. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, <clears throat> that's part of, uh, yeah, ask around. Like, do your due diligence a little bit. Look into your own sphere of influence and your network and see who you know who might be a realtor. And you can interview them. If you like them, you can use them. If you don't like them, maybe they you can say, you know, um, you you at least have a reference point to to start with. Um, so the second mistake that this couple made was not waiting until they found the right home. And I think that is kind of uh, what people should be cautious of right now, just because of the speed in which mm -hmm. things are moving. So if you're thinking of buying, start looking like start looking now and get an idea of what you're looking for. Get your pre-approvals done, get your budget in place, really have a firm idea of what you're financially capable of because when it comes to the day that you fall in love with this house, there might be 10 other people in love with that house and you might have to put an offer in right away. And you kind of want to be more sure about exactly what you're looking for. Like if you are dead set on three bathrooms and you find this house with one and a half baths, but there's 17 other showings on it that day and the realtor says, do you like it? Do you like it? Do you like it? You better put an offer in. Take a step back and say, no, I need three bathrooms. Because if you ultimately buy that house two months from now, you're not going to have the extra bathrooms. That's right. Yep. Um, they were super eager and in this article, and they ended up buying a house on perm that was built on permafrost. So obviously, I mean, that com is not an issue here, but, you know, you do your due diligence with that home inspection. Well, that was their mistake number three, not yeah. getting a good home inspection. Let me ask you a question before you go on, because you mentioned something that I think is really important. You talked about um, getting everything lined up before you go out and start looking. Yeah. How long does it take to get pre-approved for a mortgage? Oh, uh, like... Two or three days. Okay. So people need to know that because I think a lot of people think, oh, it's going to take forever. No, actually, some lenders, the um, could do it in an hour. Yeah. Wow. I mean, you can yeah. get it quickly. Because wow. the pre-approval okay. isn't really a guarantee. Of the mortgage. Of the it's mortgage. Just you it's qualify just for the amount. Right. That you... You okay. make enough money, so they just need very basic income from you, like income mm -hmm. verification from you and very basic information. And you get the letter saying what, you know, your the interest rate would be about and basically what you're qualified up to. Okay. But I would say, not to scare everyone, but also be careful with your pre-approvals because you really need to know your numbers because you want, like, I could probably be pre-approved to buy a house that's a half a million dollars, but that doesn't mean I want to be house poor and not have money to yeah. go out to dinner. Right. You got to be careful. Right? So right. don't think all of a sudden, like, you know, oh, I can buy a mansion. Like, you still have to eat. Mm -hmm. So... <laughs> Right. Yeah, no, but that. it's true. And there's so many people. No, yeah, I, I think less and less people do that anymore. But yeah. years ago, 
that. No, oh, yeah. we bought when when I was married and we bought our first house. That's exactly where we were. And don't forget <laughs> like, about besides like a good loan officer and a good um, you know representative of any financial institution will include all of this in you know the information that they talk to you about. Mm-hmm. But I have had situations where people sort of forgot that they had to pay taxes, like real estate taxes. Oh yeah, yeah there's that. Yeah, so uh-huh. their budget kind of all of a sudden shifted, and yeah. I think they might have eaten baked beans for a while. Yeah, and I just don't understand people who don't do a home inspection. And then... <clears throat> yeah, I think whatever. a home inspection is probably one of the most important things in the home buying process just because it gives you that peace of mind um, that, you know, there's nothing... The you know what you're gonna, getting for the most part, yeah. what the issues are. And it gives you the knowledge and it gives the seller the knowledge also for a fair negotiation because mm-hmm. if the home inspector says this roof is going to you know, be done in a year, well, then you need to get some sort of, like, cut in the price. Right. Or if the house is priced with that knowledge, then that's what you know what you're buying. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing along this line to watch out for is uh, we offer through our, um, through corporate, through ERA Corporate, it's American Home Shield Home Warranties that you can purchase when you close on a house. And also you can purchase one if you're listing your house. Um, just so you kind of don't have to worry about any added expenses. They're pretty good. They cover appliances, water heaters, um, basic structural things, not roofs, um, but they're also uh, extra programs for pools, um, which is a really good thing. And they're really reasonable. It's about $400, but when you're purchasing a house and you add it into everything, is not that much extra yeah. um, when you're financing. So that's from the seller or the buyer? You can buy one as a buyer. Yeah. And as a seller, you can offer one to your buyers, which is a good marketing tool. It's just tool. a little built-in mm-hmm. incentive, yeah. And if you're listing your house, it's also kind of, I guess, maybe a little bit of uh, reassurance for you as a seller, too, because you don't have to, you know, you're going to have lots of people in your house. You're kind of getting ready to sell. If the water heater breaks that's an extra expense say you're moving you're buying another house you have moving expenses you know you kind of just take care of that so you're not faced with any surprises which is another mistake that they mm-hmm. talk about down the list but their fourth mistake that they talk about was not saving up for a down payment um so there are a lot of 100 percent financing options available and i would say um that if you're financially secure and you're in a position where you're going to be able to pull equity out of the house, that a VA loan or a seller assist situation is not unhelpful. Um, but in this case, they had a lump sum that they spent on furniture. Mm-hmm. And I would say mm-hmm. don't spend all your cash savings on furniture because as they say in their next mistake, they didn't have any money for repairs that came up. So no matter how good your home inspector is, Things are going to happen. Life happens. You know, um, we had friends who just bought a new house and a tree fell in a storm on their roof. So obviously that wasn't something that anyone could have predicted. But now they have the expense of repairing, you know. Yeah. Um, So keep some money in your bank account. Try to get a situation where you are comfortable with your monthly payment and financing closing costs is a great idea because mortgage rates are still low. Mm -hmm. Um, But maybe you don't have to finance all of them. Okay, where are we at? Because we have one thirty seconds. So, 
Um, that's it. That, those were their, their tips. Those are the five. Yeah. yeah. Five. I heard a nice didn't hear the tip. last number. I apologize. All right, great. So, Niche, where can people get you? Um, you can reach me at the Clark Summit office, 570-587-9999. We have a great Facebook page that we've been, uh, we posted um, a Q&A session with one of our realtors the other day. So, check out for those. Every Tuesday, we're going to be posting those. And then on our website, www.era1.com or... Come by and visit me and Lynn. Stop on by. All righty. Yes. Well, thank you, Nisha. Lynn, thank thanks. Thank you. Have a great weekend, everybody. And we will see you here next week. Thanks for listening. Be safe and please be nice. Bye. Bye. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.